0: Telephone communication this morning, sir, from, from his lordship. Uncle Percy? Lord Warbleston, yes, sir. Golly, what did he want? His lordship wishes me to go to his office at 11 o'clock this morning, sir. Whatever for, did he say? No, sir, merely that the matter was of considerable urgency. Gosh, he must be in a spot of some kind and needs your counsel. Maybe so, sir. I'll bet it so. He must know all about your outstanding gifts. Grab your hat and race along, Jeeves. I shall be agog to learn the inside story. Uh, a matter of compromising letters in the possession of gold-digging blondes, I shouldn't wonder. Very good, sir. What sort of day is it? Extremely clement, sir. Well, the sunshine and all that? Yes, sir. Uh, I thought as much. That must be why I'm feeling so dash-fit. Huh. Then I think I'll take myself for an airing. Tell me, Jeeves. Sir? I'm uh, I'm sorry about not being able to pay a visit to Steeple Bumpley and all that. It is not important, sir. No, but um, can I uh, can I do anything for you while I'm out? I mean, Any, any little gift you'd like, I mean? It is extremely kind of you, sir. Not at all, Jeeves. The sky is the limit. State your desire. Well, sir, there has recently been published a new and authoritatively annotated edition of the works of the philosopher Spinoza. Uh, Since you are so generous, I would appreciate that very much. You shall have it. It shall be delivered at your door in a plain van without delay. Uh, uh, You're sure you've got the name right, uh, Spinoza? Yes, sir. It doesn't sound probable, but no doubt you know best. Spinoza, eh? Hmm. Is he the Book Society's choice of the month? I believe not, sir. Well, is the only fellow I ever heard of who wasn't? right i I'll see to it in stanta. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> As I made my way to the bookery, I found my thoughts turning, as may be readily imagined, to the sinister manner in which the steeple bumply note was intruding itself like some creeping fog or miasma into my life. First Aunt Agatha, I mean to say, then Nobby and Stilton, and finally Uncle Percy. It only needed now, I felt, a meeting with Florence Cray to put the bally lid on it. Of all the tough babies I've nearly got married to in my time, I've always been inclined to consider Florence Cray the top Honoria Glossop was hearty. Yes, her laugh was like a steam riveting machine, and from a child she had been a confirmed backslapper. Madeline Bassett was soppy. True, she had large melting eyes and thought the stars were God's daisy chain. But to do this revolting duo justice, neither had tried to mould me, and that was what Florence Cray had done from the start, seeming to look on Bertram Worcester as a mere chunk of plasterine in the hands of the sculptor. The root of the trouble was that she was one of those intellectual girls steeped to the gills in serious purpose who are unable to see a male soul without wanting to get behind it and shove. We had scarcely arranged the preliminaries before she was checking up on my reading, giving the bird to Blood on the Bannisters and substituting for it a thing called Types of Ethical Theory. The volume is still on my shelves. Let's open it and see what it has to offer. Ah, yes, here we are, yes, here we are. Of the two antithetic terms in the Greek philosophy, one only was real and self-subsisting. The other was in itself phenomenal, unreal, having no predicates that held true for two moments together. In short, redeemed from negation only by including indwelling realities appearing through. Right. You will have got the idea, and will, I think, be able to understand why, as I entered the bookshop, I did my best to put out of my mind all thoughts of Lady F. Cray. A moth-eaten old bird stepped forward to attend me. Can I help you, sir? Good morning, good morning. Yes, I want a book. A book, sir? A book. This is a bookshop, isn't it? A book. Any particular book, sir? Spinoza. Uh, Did you say Spinoza, sir? Spinoza was what I said. I see. Spinoza. You do not mean the spinning wheel? No. It would not be the poisoned pin? It would not. With gun and camera and little-known Borneo? Spinoza. Spinoza. Oh, dear. I will go and see if we have it in stock, sir. Spinoza dear oh dear Uh, but possibly this may be what you are requiring Uh, said to be very clever what the devil is it? Spinoza. Spindrift a novel by oh my golly a novel by?
1: Bertie good gracious fancy meeting you in a bookshop of all places.
0: Florence Cray.
1: Is it rarely you Bertie? Yes hello. And how are you? Oh, fine, thanks. I just ran up to London to see my publisher, so I thought I'd look in here to see how Spindrift was selling. What are you buying? Some trash, I suppose. Well, I, uh, well, no, I, 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 that is, I. Let's have a look. Oh, Bertie! Oh, Bertie! Well, of course, I must autograph it for you.
0: No, uh, I, I mean, uh, uh, thanks very much. <laughs> Delighted.
1: Oh, Bertie! <laughs> Fancy you buying Spindrift? <laughs> quite, quite.
0: Well, I, I didn't want to miss the bally thing, you know. I've been counting the minutes, more or less, till I could get my hooks on it. What?
1: I can't tell you how pleased I am. Not just because it's mine, but because I can see that all the trouble I took training your mind was not wasted. You have grown to love good literature.
0: Uh, oh, rather, yes, absolutely.
1: Excuse me,
0: sir. Yes, I'm afraid we do not appear to have any of the works of uh, Spinoza in stock at present. But we could, of course, order what you require, should you wish us to do so. No, 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 doesn't matter. No, don't bother. I'll try as well. Very good, sir. Thank you, sir.
1: Bertie, this is amazing. Do you rarely read Spinoza? Oh, ah,
0: rather. When I have a leisure moment, you generally find me curled up with Spinoza's latest. Well. Well?
1: Bertie, you are extraordinary. To think I broke off my engagement to so rare a spirit.
0: What? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, you were quite right. A very wise decision. <laughs> Look, I'm terribly afraid I must be popping. Most fearfully important appointment I've just remembered. Uh, frightfully jolly seeing you again.
1: We ought to see each other more. We ought to have some long talks. Oh, rather. A developing mind is so fascinating you ever come to the hall? Oh,
0: oh uh, well, well, one gets a bit chained to the metropolis, you know.
1: I should like to show you the reviews of Spindrift. They're wonderful. Edwin is pasting them in an album for me.
0: Oh, well, I, I, I'd love to see them sometime. I'd really love to. Uh, later on, perhaps. Uh, goodbye.
1: You're forgetting your book. The cash desk is over there.
0: Uh, oh, yes, thanks. Well, uh, toodaloo, toodaloo, toodaloo. And shuddering from brilliantine topknot to rubber shoe sole at the thought of La Cray reviewing our broken engagement in the light of fresh evidence, I fought my way out and set off for Bond Street. The appointment to which I had alluded was with the barman at the Bollinger, and I headed for my destination like a heart streaking towards cooling streams when heated in the chase. Ten minutes and a couple of quick ones later, feeling considerably better, I was standing in the doorway, twirling my umbrella, when my eye was arrested by an odd spectacle a certain rumminess had begun to manifest itself outside the jeweller's shop across the way. A bloke of furtive aspect was shimmering to and fro on the threshold of the emporium. He was a massive bloke with a pumpkin-shaped head and a face that looked like a slab of pink dough, and as I scanned him more closely, I realised that it was none other than my old friend Stilton Cheeseright. But what he was doing pirouetting outside jewellery bins was more than I could understand. I started across the road with the idea of instituting a probe or quiz, and at the same time, he seemed to summon up a sudden burst of resolution. Picking up his feet, he was through the door in a flash, and by the time I entered the establishment, he was leaning over the counter, his gaze riveted on some species of merchandise. I accordingly prodded him in the hindquarters with my umbrella, and he spun round with a sort of guilty bound, like an adagio dancer surprised while watering the cat's milk.
1: Oh, hello. Hello. Bertie. Yes. Hmm.
0: Bertie. Hello. Well, 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 Stilton. Quite a while since we met. Yes. How's the boy? Oh, all right. How are you? Fine, thanks. As a matter of fact, I'm feeling unusually fizzy. That's good. Well, goodbye, Bertie. Nice to have seen you. I'm not leaving you yet. Aren't you? Oh, no. Still here. <laughs> Jeeves told me you were uh, dropped in on me this morning. Yes. Accompanied by Nobby. Yes. You live at Steeple Bumpley, too, I hear. Yes. It's a small world. Not so very. Jeeves thinks it is. Oh. Well, fairly small, perhaps. Uh, You're sure I'm not keeping you, Bertie? No, no. I thought you might have a date somewhere. No, not a thing. Oh. Oh. Been there long? Where? Steeple Oh. No, not very long. Like it? Very much. What do you do there? Do? Come, come, you know what I mean by Do? Boco Fittleworth, for instance, writes wholesome fiction for the masses there. My Uncle Percy relaxes there after the day's shipping magneting. What is your racket? Um... Come along, don't be shy. Uh, well, I'm, a uh, Yes? Uh, uh, nothing. Uh, nothing. I, I mess about. Mess about? Yes. Just mess about. Doing this and that, you know. I see. Well, flitting lightly over that... Why were you hovering? Hovering? Yes. When? Just now, outside the shop. I wasn't hovering. You were distinctly hovering. You reminded me of a girl Jeeves was speaking about the other day who stood with...